I'm Cam. I'm Casey. And we would be hanging out a lot this summer. But are unfortunately separated by quarantine. He's in Maryland. And he's in New Mexico. So we figured we'd start planning the road trip now. Every week we'll pitch a song to create the perfect road trip playlist. And probably veer off topic quite a bit. So this is Cam and Casey across the country. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to the show. (laughs) We're back. We don't have an intro, (laughs) but we do have a guest. What's up, guys? Hello! What's up, guys? <laughs> happy to be here. Happy to be a part. Welcome, Jaren. Thank you Cam so much. Cam and Jaren have never met. No, this is our this first, is time. first time. No, it is. It is. <laughs> for the listeners and for the creators. We're, we're experiencing yeah. this all yeah. together as an audience. I feel like the but the easiest way to get to know each other is uh, what, have, what have we been listening to this week? You want to go first? Let's what start... have you been listening to first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. All right. Okay. Um... I've been listening to the Amine album. Yeah. I think the Amine album oh, yeah. is absolutely fantastic. But I also, there's been like some really good singles recently. So the Amine album is fantastic. I think there's like two skips on it. And I really like Nikki's new song. It's like kind of mellow. So I don't listen to it like that much because it's a little sad, but I'm very like highly anticipating her drop, which is like next month. And then 88 Rising just in general had a remix to Midsummer Madness, Midsummer Madness 20. I love that. Um, I forget who's on it, but he's a Latin artist because it's Spanish. Yep. Um, Danny which is like a fun. Because now that song is in like English, Spanish, and Chinese, which yeah, is very fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I I wanted to like the Drake song more than I did. Because um, I think the beat is good. I don't think Drake is like all that good. I don't know why he doesn't go nearly as hard on his solo songs than like his yeah, features. With the features. Yeah. Yeah. His features are always the better his better songs, but that's yeah. I, that's my. Uh, there was a lot this week. I feel like so that was those were my that was my stuff. That was a lot. I that's I'm so behind. Cool. I haven't listened to the Amine album or like any of the new music that dropped on Friday. The only album I've listened to was the Glass Animals. Uh, album. Oh right, and I got I like halfway through, and then they kind of lost me. Like they started out really strong, and I was like kind of vibing okay. with it. And like halfway nice. through, it just got a little too weird, and I was like, I, I'm not feeling this right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm nice. finish it at some nice. point. But their lyric writing is like unbelievably specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's they like they don't like sounding normal. Like they, it's like they're trying <laughs> so hard to be different that like at first it's nice, it's refreshing. But you get like a half hour into their hour and a half long album and you're just kind of burned out. You're like, there's only so much you could experiment with in one album. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I thought Tokyo Drifting was like, because I I had it on in the background or I had the whole album on in the background. Mm -hmm. And Tokyo Drifting is like a dubstep rap song. (laughs) I was like, Glass Animals is like a alternative pop. This is very strange. And I thought it was fantastic. It's my favorite song on the album, I think. So good. I was I was happy there was a Space Ghost reference. I thought the Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the first half is strong, but for whatever reason, it just kind of like peters out. It's like they, it burns out. Yeah. Oh man, there's a lot of. I mean, I kind of felt that way. We we talked up Taylor Swift's album. I almost felt that way about Folklore a little mm. bit. I feel that way about a lot of her out. Any album that's more than like thirteen songs, I think like can't sustain that energy for that long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a mixtape and it's just like solely kind yeah. of hype out the hype songs. What about you, Jaren? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, I li- I checked out the Amine album. Like that's that's like the primary thing I listened to. Mm-hmm. I thought I loved it. Were you? A, I personally loved it. Are you it. an Amine fan? Were you an Amine fan like before this? Not. I mean, not really. He was just like okay. I yeah. You know, me, like, me too. But like when he but when he dropped this, I was like, this is actually kind of fire. Like I listened to the first couple songs, and usually like it takes me a while to get through one album. Sure. But like I listened to it in, like over the span of like forty eight hours, and it was great. Because I was never a big fan of him before this, and this is, like, Me such neither. a like, strong project. Yeah, yeah, and he really doesn't have a lot of popular stuff out either. Like, I think Caroline's, like, the only, like, right. really popular song that I know of, at least, like, by him. But, like, besides that, just, like, other stuff, you know, um, just, like, in within my playlist, within, like, Rap Caviar, like, whatever new, like, the Drake song. Yeah. Check that out, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 about it. That's about it for me. Okay, we can talk about this later in the episode, or we can talk about it now. I don't really care. Just send it and go for it. <laughs> well, because it's not—it's like a topic, so we can do it like during the songs. Because the XXL list came out, we can talk about the XXL oh, freshman list if we want. Facts. Did you see it, Jaren? No, I haven't seen it. It really flew under the radar this year. I don't know why. Like, I didn't yeah, even see I, it trending. I would get yeah, me neither at all. 
I think the I honestly don't even know the only I think the only reason I saw it is that like one person on my timeline like tweeted it and mm. I was like, "Oh, it's out." And I'm always like kind of excited about it. I think it's a fun list. But it got like very little media coverage. And I think it's kind of because it's a pretty like lackluster list. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of everything is to either be like expected or it's like there's no kind of Nothing offensive is on it, like nobody that people like wouldn't want, and they only missed. We talked about it like a little while ago. Like Don Tolliver, I think is the only one that they missed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's how I saw it. I hadn't heard anything about it, but like Twitter was blown up because they put twenty four k golden over Don Tolliver, and people were like right. pretty pissed oh, off that. about that. But like that's the yeah. only thing I've heard. But other than that, like that little bit of attention, it's just flown like you said completely under the radar. I like twenty four k golden on that list just because twenty four k golden is like the only like pop rapper. Like, he's basically a pop artist, and so I'm kind of glad that he's on that list. Like, I like Don Tolliver better, and I think he's a more interesting artist, but I, I would have wanted both of them, I feel like. I was a little confused with Jack Harlow, because he only has one mm-hmm. song. What's pop? Realis- realistically. Song. <laughs> it's a great song. It has a fantastic flow on it, but, like, I feel like it's the only one that's... I feel like they wanted to kind of put their, like, white quota on there and get one, <laughs> and then they were done. <laughs> Definitely. And just popularity. Like, even if you don't know anyone else on that list, like, everyone knows the Jack Harlow song at this right. point. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. name recognition. So. Yeah. Sometimes that's all, that's all it takes. I thought last year's list was, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember last year's list. I think the only one I didn't really like was, was Lil Mosey on that list? Was that who it was? I think so. Oh, my so. God, he had such yeah, a bad Yeah, yeah, style. yeah. And, like, YBN Corday was on that, right? And uh, Yeah. I think Roddy Rich that was on had that. YBN. The only one that that one missed, I think, was Doja Cat. Oh, who's yeah. like arguably not even a rapper sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. But they sometimes have R and B people on there because Anderson Pack was on there like five years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. Um, I thought last year's list was great. It, yeah, I, I did year, too. Yeah, yeah. This year I thought was like kind of weak. It was, but I'm excited to see what comes out of it, because usually like you know that's kind of the start yeah. for a lot of people. I always like the ciphers too, like all yeah, the, all the freestyles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly. I really like. Um, I don't know much about her. I think I only saw her freestyle on, like, Sway in the Morning or something. But um, Chica, I think, I think is really good. Okay, she did a freestyle on on, on Sway. She did a freestyle somewhere. It might not have been Sway because Sway's really big. Yeah, yeah. But I think one of her freestyles like blew up, kind of. Oh, okay. Um. And I last night I watched Project Power, which was not very good, but the main character in it wants to be a rapper, and all of her like freestyles were written by Chica, and I fully thought that the freestyles were written by like the white guys who wrote the script because <laughs> they're not all that great, or she's not a very good rapper. Oh, like I can't tell, so that doesn't bode well for Chica. But I liked her freestyle on on whatever radio show. I just want someone at the cypher to turn up with like a XXX Tentacion type. Oh my god. He was like, I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> just going for the shock Dude, bag. I still like... love designers cypher. The one that's like the Timmy Timmy the Timmy Turner one where oh, it's yeah. just him like yeah. like singing and yeah. snapping and there's yeah. no vocal That's so good. That's so hard. Dude, and then he turned it into a song, and the song's like, eh. I liked it way better when it was, like, almost like Before acapella. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was fantastic. Everyone, like, clowned that one, too. I thought it was great. Last year had DaBaby on it, too, right? DaBaby, yeah, DaBaby and Tiro Mack and Rico it had, and... Why being Cordae? It had Gunna, yeah. It had uh, Blueface. Oh, Blueface, right. <laughs> yeah. YK Osiris? Was he on it? Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know I much about so. him, though. Yeah. I'm trying... Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, Massey. Roddy Rich. I thought Roddy Rich was like a weird choice when he was on it. I was like, who's Roddy Rich? He's not going to get big. Yeah, and now he's had like two number one that, songs. That's what I'm saying. I'm yep. excited <laughs> to see like what comes out of it from this list. Because some of those names, I'm yeah. like, who? You know what I mean? And so like. I think like we'll like a quarter, a third of this year's list, I don't know who they are. Like, I legitimately have no idea. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, cool. Well, let's get into let's get into the episode. Awesome. Cam, you have the you have the song device. Do you wanna do you wanna start? I do have the song device. The song I know device. it's my week, it up, but I'm asking. But yeah, you. sure, I can go for it. <laughs> so we're starting off a bit on a goofy note. Hell and yeah, I think this always. is the fifteenth week. Oh wait, we forgot to say what the what the uh theme oh, the is. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Casey, what's the theme? <laughs> oh, the theme is party songs. Cause we're at so in the in the universe of the podcast, it is now hour two of day two. 
So yes, it's sir. like, we don't like to get an early start. So it's like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. maybe. Yeah, definitely. On the road. No one has to go to the bathroom. Still got gas. We've eaten. We're like hyped up for the day. So we started with workout songs. That's like hype, fun to get into it. And then I feel like party songs can be like, first of all, I think party songs can be like more mass appeal than workout songs. Because workout songs is just like whatever fits for you and like whatever you think is really mm-hmm. fun to like hype to work out to. Um, right. But party songs ha- like theoretically has to be a little bit more mass appeal that everyone kind of knows or can vibe with. Um, but still, still hype and exciting. So that's this week. Yeah, man. And I'm starting off with a bit of a, a bit of a classic. Also taking a bit of a literal spin on this week's theme. Nice. Um, but this is "Party in the USA" <laughs> by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons I chose it, other than the fact that it, it's called Party in the USA, is that everyone can sing along to it. Like, this isn't kind of one of those songs, you know, there are a lot of party songs out there that go hard and you can really dance to and get in the groove to, but it, you can't sing along to it. It's just not like, it's very either heavy on the instruments or it's just like a rap song and not everyone can kind of go with that. But this is so easy. Like, everyone knows the lyrics. It's been in like countless movies um i always think of pitch perfect now when dude, i, I song, do too but... <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's 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 fantastic everyone can kind of it's very happy as well mm-hmm. like it's not just kind of like thumping bass and just like kind of raving in the car like it's just like a very happy of the party song and i think that's fantastic for like a road trip setting yeah i was super tempted to do like like a big time rush or a jonas brothers song or something like something that's like <laughs> a little older that like everyone like kind of nostalgic but I think it's one of those songs that even even if you've been living under a rock and don't know this song or, like, don't like this song maybe, like, songs with easy hooks. Not only is this an easy hook, but the verse is easy. Like, you can get mm-hmm. the pre-chorus, Absolutely. like, pretty easily after one listen or, like, halfway through the song. The chorus, you can get halfway through the song. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having party in the name, too. I think that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It fits. Uh, fits the theme. Fits the vibe. Yeah, and I, and I agree. Like the lyrical, like the lyrical sense, like it's so easy to like hear. And so, like I mean, like you said, like unless like you mm-hmm. haven't listened to it at all, you can listen to it like twice and at least be able to recite like the whole chorus and just like sing along with it. So it's like that. It has that nice like dance groove to it. It's just cool and it's catchy. Like you said, it's very catchy. It's so catchy. Super yeah. Catchy. Do you guys yeah. think that you need? Do you guys think that le- like? palatable lyrics are necessary for a good party song or do you think it's solely sort of like the tone of the song is like the most important i feel like i gotta go tone because i feel like there's lots of good party songs that just like like the opposite of this one where it's just like it's heavy on the bass and like the instruments go hard and like no one is singing at the party but like everyone's going hard to it because people know it and i think it's just kind of two different types like you can either have the good songs everyone can sing along to and vibe with or you can have the ones that are just kind of like danceable and you can just kind of like vibe with. Um, I think you can go either way. But um, I think for a road trip, like for our theme this week, I think like being able to sing along with it is super important. Yeah, I agree. So everyone can kind of get in on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For the road, for the whole road trip theme, like this is definitely the, like the move in terms of like turning up in the car or whatnot. But like in terms of like going to an actual party where people are jumping, sad because like, lyrical context really doesn't matter like i could write a song about pencils and papers that could be the only song I, that could be the only words i say in the song but as long as it has a trap beat to it and a, and a good bass and it's like and it's exactly. vibing like parties are all about vibes nowadays and so like our music tastes in the least critical way possible is so one-dimensional in terms of like yeah. what sounds good and like what we like to dance to so i mean it doesn't even have to have lyrics at all so like tonal dude tonal gucci gang is, like, is a pretty good yeah, example of that exactly exactly mm-hmm. Even that one, like, I feel like I can even, like, kind of vibe to that one. Like, I don't even hate yeah. that song. Yeah, no, right, also, right. This is coming at, like, we decided we're where? Like, Kentucky at this point? So we're, like, <laughs> oh, close, we're like... close to me. <laughs> we're yeah, all, we're picking up we Jaren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, like, we're, like, almost, not, we're not, like, in regards to the East Coast, we're in the middle of the country. Like, I know we're not in the middle of the yeah, country, exactly. but, like, in terms of, <laughs> exactly. in perspective to the Mid-Atlantic, we're in the middle of the country. Nice. Yep. I think it's funny. Miley Cyrus is such a fascinating, like, 
character too for like party vibes because mm-hmm. like this is the party song for her mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. Definitely. but like she went through an entire phase of like sort of like reckless partying like that kind of look it's funny that you like talked about her too because i'm gonna totally out myself because there was um <laughs> i did this because my friend recommended me to do it just to try it just to see i was like looking for a podcast to listen to and everyone like every girl in college is like obsessed with this one, and so I was very tempted to see what Call Her Daddy was like. So I listened to it. <laughs> nice. Honestly, pretty fun. Like I kind of <laughs> like it. Um, the whole. I mean, it's no Cam and Casey across the country, but it'll do. It's no you know? Cam and Casey, <laughs> but uh, she says she says Daddy Gang like every thirty seconds, and I'm not the biggest fan of that part. But um. <laughs> They just had Miley Cyrus on, which I thought was really funny that you bring that up. It was like oh, nice. like last night, I think. And I started it. And she's like a very mature like celebrity. I feel like there aren't very many celebrities that like end up getting mature past cuz she was famous since she was like 10. She's been famous for basically her whole life. I mean, it's weird to think about like she was like Hannah Montana on like a Disney yeah. show. And then she was like Hannah Montana, the artist. And then she just became Miley Cyrus, yeah, the artist. Yeah. And she's had like three different renditions of Miley Cyrus at this point as far as like genre. Yeah. So she's had like a, a lot of transformations happen in her throughout her career. And to, to come out of all of that and still be sane is pretty impressive because that can't be easy like mentally just kind of going through all of that and trying to appease different groups and trying to still be yourself but also like make money off your work. Yeah, that's the whole yeah thing. right, like, that's, right. That takes a lot. She's been done. She's been under such a microscope for so long. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. More so, I feel like than any other Disney star because she was like so intense mm-hmm. of a switch. Like Demi Lovato, I think, like started to talk more about more serious issues, but like not quite as like other side of the spectrum of a switch. Yeah. But Miley Cyrus was like immediately. Yeah. Don't call me Hannah Montana. Like it was drastic. This, yeah. 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 Like the VMA's performance is what I think about cuz that's like <laughs> that was like a huge cultural moment. Yeah. <laughs> that was the cultural reset. Yeah. And she's also gotten ridiculed so much more. Oh like my if you God. look at someone like Bella Thorne, like massive transformation. Like True. they're not the same that's person they were when they were like a young actress. But she just doesn't get the same like hate that my like would remember when like Wrecking Ball came out? People hate oh my God. Yeah. She was Wrecking Ball's a genuinely apart. good song yeah. too. It's I not think even it's that great. bad of a song. And she was ripped apart for like months after that song came out. Like just every day there's something new about like how bad of a person she was. <laughs> yeah. Like that is so horrible. And that goes back to that like drastic, like the change, because like with, with Hannah Montana, like, you know, she had a like a genuinely large like youth fan base of like young girls and like probably even guys you know i think hannah montana used to like tour like as like hannah montana totally and so Mm -hmm. like you know you have like these young people like you have like 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 the majority like a mass number of youth like supporting someone and like fangirling over her and then like literally almost overnight it seems like she came out and she was like a completely different person and so it's kind of funny to like to look and see like the i guess like you said like the like the drastic difference of the genre Cause I mean, it was a massive switch. Like, I mean, it wasn't even like close. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of interesting. Yeah. So like the ridicule, like, full yeah, movie. right. Right. So it was just kind of, it's wild how like these Disney stars, like start. So like, you know, how she was like on a show and, you know, I think she was like very pop kind of country ish vibe. Like, cause I remember Miley Cyrus used to be like kind of the country version. And then Hannah Montana was like the pop, like whatever. And so now like Miley Cyrus right, is yeah. like, you know, like it's no Hannah Montana. It's just Miley Cyrus, like the alter ego. Or whatever, or yeah. whatever, like whatever she calls it, but it's kind of I don't I don't know. It's kind of unique. It's kind of interesting. I think Bella Thorne's a really good example of like a comparison because Bella yeah. Thorne made such a big switch. Yeah, I mean she wasn't nearly as big as Miley Cyrus was on Disney Channel. She like had one show, and but she was like kind of the part of the new wave. But I feel like that's a good example of the like changing times of like how when like the VMA performance was like what like 2013, so Twitter was kind of like just popping off as far as like a commentary mm-hmm. thing. Because Bella Thorne, like, because Miley Cyrus was a, was a big, like, proponent of, like, body autonomy and, like, kind of just doing whatever the f*** you want. Um, but Bella Thorne, like, did porn. Like, she, like, moved over. <laughs> yeah. And Miley Cyrus was just like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And Bella Thorne was like, I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I want. Yeah. Like, even more to the max. But I feel like she didn't get nearly as much criticism just based on, like, 
culturally we were all i feel like more okay with that at that point we were like yeah of course mm-hmm. like do whatever it was like yeah, yeah was... like once you're done being a disney star you just do whatever yeah, you yeah once you're out of your contract like who gives a f- because exactly. what, it's, it's funny because like what i've heard and probably you guys have heard too like within like the whole disney channel realm like you they are so conservative on like what you can say oh what God. you wear mm-hmm. and so it's like that desire to like break out of that shell is probably like i mean it probably messes like mentally like with your you know with your state and so i'm sure i'm okay. sure like you know this, when she had a, she saw an opportunity to run and and she like <laughs> <laughs> and she took off people do crazy. that in their like conservative hometowns yeah. or like their yeah. liberal hometowns yeah. they're like i'm gonna do whatever i want she yeah. was like rebellious pigeonholed legally yeah to do these certain things where she had zero choices yeah so of course she was gonna blow up exactly exactly it was only a matter of time too especially with the clout she had and everything she was like Shoot. yeah you know mm-hmm. and i've heard that like child stars like that are like part of their contracts depending on how big they are extend for their whole lifetime like disney basically Whoa, tries to own wow. them so that way they can just be like a disney property their whole oh, life wow. in case they're successful that's crazy and so people like bella thorne will do stuff like you know porn and stuff the anti-disney image so it breaks their contract yeah. oh wow because after they do stuff like that disney isn't gonna be like yeah that's she's one of ours that's like smart. no yeah, disney's fair. gonna cut ties yeah. with them yeah. that's such a toxic environment that's crazy that that's crazy yeah that, and that does that's unsurprising too so it's almost like i mean i guess yeah. it don't ex- I mean, I mean, whether it excuses it or not, like that's, I mean, that's a g- pretty good reason to rebel against that type of culture, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also, I feel like, I feel like a lot of public figures do this if they want to change their image. Cause if you get stuck in one image for so long, you're going to get fed up. Yeah. Cause like if Bella Thorne <laughs> was just like a porn star from the get go, like nobody would have cared. Like that's just like her profession, but it's because right, exactly. it's such a drastic change from what she was seemingly her fan base is younger but i feel like that's not even the case at that point yeah i don't know don't work with disney (laughs) do not become a child i cannot (laughs) imagine being a child star oh my god especially like if you if you're if you have that type of mindset because i mean then you take the contract with like zendaya and she like has kind of made it and like you know she started with disney and so Mm -hmm. they took completely different routes and they i mean zendaya is far more successful than bella thorne is right now and so it's kind of interesting, like, to see that kind of dynamic also about, like, what happens to you, like, when you leave out and you kind of are pursuing something that's not, like, that rebellious state. It's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. reflective still of, like, what people will want to support. Like, yeah. I know that that's sort of, like, mm-hmm. kind of a drastic comparison to be, like, a Marvel movie versus <laughs> pornography. But, like, <laughs> still, it's sort of what people are, like, willing to accept being, like, oh, Bella Thorne's, like, not part of the whole Disney crew. Like, we're not, we're just going to kind of disregard her. She's being crazy that sucks even though it's like just as valid as what zendaya wants to do um Mm -hmm. and zendaya is like kind of keeping the disney image but like stepping it up a little bit yeah Uh, euphoria is obviously very different than the disney image (laughs) Um, yeah definitely but she's still doing like marvel like she's still in the spider-man series which is owned by disney yeah Yeah. she's still like kind of part of that family even as she's gotten she kept older, the contact. she's moved on to bigger projects. Yeah, yeah exactly. She kept the contact. She's like, Disney, <laughs> please. She worked that Sick contact. <laughs> she really did. Well, speaking of uh, toxic environments, the next song for parties, I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I was going to do kind of like a goofy song too, but I think I'm going to do a more palatable song. This is the one I should have waited to talk about the XXL list, but you had party in your name, so I'm gonna keep one party in my name. So I'm gonna go after party by Don Tolliver is my uh, is my song. Oh, nice. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those songs like recently. It just has such a strong hook. And Don Tolliver has such a unique sound that's, like, reminiscent of kind of, like, early 2000s. And, like, early 2000s are so big. Like the, I was watching it earlier today. There's this TikTok of this guy being, like, the first time I heard Astroworld. And it's, like, the song that Don Tolliver's on. And it's, like, Can't Stay or something. I don't remember the song. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, like, is this f- Akon? Like, it's, like, reminiscent of, like, early 2000s songs. <laughs> Um, and like that vocal quality, but it's like very unique and kind of catered to modern day. And I mean, after party has like trumpets in the beginning, like a horn section Mm -hmm. that's like 
And it's not even like a pop sounding horn section. It's like a really kind of weird brass, um, like intense sound that's kind of different from the actual song. But it's such a palatable chorus. Like, I think I got it after probably the first time listening to the song. So it's got both sort of like the fun sort of like vibes of a party and you can get get into it like even if you don't know the song because this is one of those songs that i feel like a lot of people know but if you're not sort of like on the internet all that much or like not interested in this type of music like you might not know um but still pretty palatable for everybody it's yeah great. i like the song yeah i love the song yeah i love the like symphonic vibe like the like the brass like you said it reminds me of um it's it's weird that it has almost like an ajr or like a yeah um, john bellion vibe yeah, yeah yeah where it's like it's weird that it's not utilized more, but like the very loud, like symphony sound, because it's very like atmospheric. As soon as you, you can say whatever you want over a symphony, yeah. Yeah. and it's gonna sound like uplifting and amazing and like high energy. Um, and so I'm surprised that it hasn't become more typical of like party songs. And I think it's because so many different songs work. Like you have songs that are just an 808 and someone rapping over it via party song. Right. Or you can have like a full symphony playing in the background and both go just as hard. Um, but I do like the way that sound. I think the, the brass at the beginning sounds really good. Yeah, it's very unique. Like just the instrumental mm-hmm. alone is like very dope. Dude, like, horns in, itself, in any song. Cool. Like, goddamn. Like, I love trumpets. Yeah, whole new meaning. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to to i'm curious what your guys' thoughts on like because i have a very specific sort of like feeling that i want to go to like going into a party and like that's kind of how i pick my music as to being like how do i want to feel when walking into a party like before i go so what what's sort of like your like how do you want to feel before going to a party because i feel like there's a couple different parties party styles that you can go to like it's sort of like you can either go like really hyped up like ready to kind of like go crazy go wild or be like kind of mellowed out and like i just want to chill like have fun tonight and i feel like i'm always on the former like i want to be like super hyped like testosterone driven like punch a wall before i leave for a party (laughs) you just take pre-workout before you go to any party dude it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i feel like that that's like how i want to and it's really weird asking. because all of my i mean i'm living with half of them all my friends are girls really that i like go to parties with and so like they're kind of the exact opposite and i'm like let's go let's get ready and they're like calm down <laughs> bro i was about to say i feel like i approach the exact opposite way because then like if you approach the part like kind of mellow like kind of low-key that's how i that's how i like judge my progress through the night is like how like lit am I by a certain hour right and does that mean I have to slow down a little bit or do I like go further like that's how I kind of gauge and you don't know like you don't like you don't necessarily know the vibes going into it so you don't want to I mean I guess you might be this guy I don't know but you don't want to like go in with the wrong mentality of like super hype and everyone there is just kind of like vibing and you're like damn <laughs> I feel like it's easier for me to like start hype and then like mellow out I feel like is my natural state so like I need to hype mm-hmm. myself up and then if I get there and it's like calmed down then I'll be like all right I'll calm down but if I get there and it's hype and I'm already calm it's gonna like take me like 30 minutes to be like all right I gotta get into it you know what I mean yeah no for me it, yeah for me it kind of depends on like this like I guess the night um because I like I'm kind of like cam like I don't go in I guess I don't go into a party like one way or the other like i kind of fill out the vibe because mm-hmm. usually i mean if i'm going to a party because yeah. i want to so i'm already like hyped exactly. up like to myself you know so like so it, i guess it just depends like on like unless i like know exactly what kind of party it is you know they're like this is like if i've been to like the same like frat or the same house before and i know that they're always bumping and yeah. obviously i'm gonna go into it like oh snap but like you know if i'm going to like a like you know a very chill loungy type environment then i'm probably gonna be much more chill you know Exactly. This is like our, you know, this is, yeah. this is like our <laughs> boy. Yeah, fill it out, you know, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, how important are pre games to you guys? Like, do you have to have a pre game before mm. you go to a party, or are you like take it or leave it? I think it can help a lot. I think if it's if it's just like a, a like a smaller thing, like definitely not. Like, just enjoy the vibe and just kind of go with everyone else but like if you're trying to hit like several things or like one big event that has like a lot more people in it than just the people you know then like absolutely like showing up already kind of ahead of the game 
I think is like the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can see that. It's like, I know, like, like all my roommates, like freshman year, were like always get super pumped, and then there were like those who like they're like the two that like didn't at all, and then like for me, it's like I usually just show up, and like if it's hype, I'll get hype. <laughs> you know, and like if it's like, cause yeah, I can like exactly. hype myself up pretty well, pretty easily, especially if I'm, if I'm okay. with like the right people. Um, so yeah, 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 I, I agree. Like, it's like, I know, like a lot of people like want to go into parties, like already, like to use your words, like ahead of the game, like already pretty buzzed. And so for, for yeah. like that mm-hmm. sense and like the environment, like, yeah, like, so what do you think, uh, Casey? Yeah. I feel like it's, it's harder for me to like get hyped up like it takes me five seconds to be like cool i'm gonna take a nap in the corner of this party like, <laughs> yeah. like calm down but i feel like it's almost like a, a pregame for me is like almost necessary like whether or not i do anything in that pregame or whatever it's like i i need that like hour before going to a party to like actually get myself ready for it because mm. i've found in college that i'm much more introverted than i thought like i love being around people and i like just like that kind of gives me energy and stuff, but I can't like recharge. Like I have to be by myself to do that. So like get ready to see people. I'm like, all right, I got to prepare for like an hour with like my closer friends before I like actually go out. (laughs) But, uh, that's, that's enough. Uh, that's enough about the parties. Jaren, what's your party? Yeah. So I was trying to decide like for the past couple days and I was like trying to think of something recent, but then I was like, there's really nothing recent I can pick. So I went kind of back a little bit. Um, and I guess since we're going with, I was originally going to say, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan, but I guess, but okay. since, since, we're, since we're going with like the, the title, like the party title, I, I guess I'll say Party Up by DMX. Uh. It's like, it's okay. pretty, uh, you know, it has that, that, that hook that everybody knows this is, you know, or not that one. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of the other one. Uh, you know, y'all gonna make <laughs> me lose my mind. You know, that, that whole thing. Yeah. And I guess like the reason that I chose it is cause like, once again, I like, I can't choose like a party song from recent or like, I guess modern because it just seems like every song like is, especially with parties nowadays, it's just based on like, you know, it's one dimensional. It's like. If it has a beat, if it has a bass, then you know it's. I mean, then you can pro- you can probably vibe to it, you can probably rock to it. But like I'm, I know like songs like this is how we do it. I would even say like you know, part in the USA songs with like those are like legacy songs, songs that will like take you, that will last. Because like mm-hmm. certain like 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 eighty yeah. percent of songs nowadays that I guess people would call party songs are just gonna be recycled, you know. And then like yeah. you know, someone will come up with something new like tomorrow, and that'll be like the next big thing. And then like. All of a sudden, you'll forget about like you know, like some future song you were hearing last night. You know, like you don't come out of a party and say, "Oh snap, they played this, they played that, they played this, they played that." I mean, at least I don't, unless I'm like listening for it. Yeah. And so, like, I know like the, those type of songs, like those early 2000s, 90s songs, are very like lasting impact songs, like songs that you would still play today. That I can't say like I could hear a song that came out like recently that will be played in another 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point. I feel like even like listening to songs just on like, I don't know whether it's like streaming services that kind of just created this whole thing, but like, even if I really like a song or an album, like I really only listen to it on repeat for like a week. Like I was thinking mm-hmm. about this earlier, like before the Amine album came out, I was like, I need a new song. Like I haven't listened to some new music in a while. And like a week prior was like, under pressure or no pressure folklore super yeah, boom yeah like, yeah all like these phenomenal albums that i really really liked and then i went a week and i was like i'm good like <laughs> i feel like i like yeah. i feel like you're right that it's like they cycle through a lot faster and i don't know like why that is necessarily but it's true yeah like i take like i, I think about like old town road like it was like the big mm-hmm. thing back like but now it's like you know now everybody's either yeah. tired of it or you don't hear it at all anymore you know, I mean, obviously, you know, like, you still know, like, you're familiar with the sound of it and, like, the chorus and the hook. But, like, 10 years from now, even I would even say, like, a few by the end of the year, it probably won't be played, like, hardly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think there's, like, only a, there's only a few songs, like, a handful of songs nowadays that can you, that you can say will last, like, a long time. Like, legacy records. Right. You know, instead of, like, songs that you can just vibe to. Because nowadays, 
lyrical context, I think we were talking about it earlier, like doesn't matter. And really the mm -hmm. artist doesn't matter like either. Like, cause I mean, it's just, if you can vibe to it, if you can groove to it, if you can rock to it, you know, if you can chill with it, yeah, that's all it takes. Like that's all it takes to be played. That's all it takes to be traction, to get clout. And I, I guess that's just the way music has transformed over time. Um, and not all songs are like that, but I think like specifically with like a party genre, like it's just DJs. Like I have a, one of my good friends is a DJ and he always says, I mean, really whatever they can bump to. Yeah, fair. I mean, so I'm like, what, like, what specific artist? What specific album? What specific genre? Like, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you really can't. I mean, he'll name like a couple, but it's like, okay, like, I mean, that's okay, like, of course, but you know, but yeah, it's not like, you know, yeah. So. And it's funny we bring this up because when last week when you had said this was gonna be the topic this week, my mind instantly went to like the SoundCloud party mixes uh -huh. where it's like a ten minute song that has like a hundred songs in it right. from like the nineties to today and it's like yeah. mashups of everything. So all the songs are intertwining. And I think that's kind of like the perfect like embodiment of it is because if you're at like this kind of you're not gonna just get you're not gonna play a song and listen to it all the way through. Like you're gonna start a song, listen for yeah. the hype bit, maybe a yep. little bit after for like a half for like thirty seconds to a minute, and then you're changing the song. Like it's about the quick yeah. switch ups and the different songs, and you can bounce. Like one ten minute song may start with something from like this year, from twenty twenty, and then dip to something from like oh wait, and then like ninety two, yeah. and then back to twenty twenty. Like it's all over yeah. the place. Yeah. But like you guys are saying, like as long as the vibes are there, as long as everyone can bob to it, no one cares. It doesn't matter yeah. when the song was made. It doesn't matter who yeah. made the song. Yeah. If it goes with the vibe, people are going to love it. Yeah, part of me wonders yeah, if it's like, like if we were alive in like 1995, because we're hearing, like in 2020, we're just hearing all of the new songs. And in five mm -hmm. years, 10 years, like we'll know which ones stick. So I feel like, I wonder right. if yeah. it's like, if we were in 1995, we'd be like, oh, all the songs from the 70s and 80s are legacy songs. None of the songs here are sticking. But it's like, because we're hearing them week to week. And then now, but I also think, like, part of that I think is true. But at the same time, I do think streaming services, like, incentivize, like, shorter songs, more repetitive songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of both. Like, I do think there's more songs nowadays that kind of can get thrown to the wayside pretty easily. But yeah, we kind of won't know for a couple years which ones are, like, really... Because we could probably think, like, back to, like, 2012, 2014, like now those songs are like pretty solidified as to like what like party in the usa was 20 2009 yeah. maybe 2010 and we're like oh that one sticks but that came out alongside a bunch of other like probably pop songs that we don't remember dude the one right. okay <laughs> the one that nobody remembers that's my favorite like dumb pop song from the mid 2000s or early 2000s was um there's a song that came out in 2010, I think, called 2012 by uh, Jay Sean and Nicki Minaj. It's so good. It's so dumb. And I love like it was one of my it was like my favorite song at the time when it came out because it was like it was supposed to be like a rehash of like party like it's 1999. It was like the world's going to end. We're going to party. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it came out like a year and a half too early. And it was on the radio a good amount, but I don't think anybody like remembers it, and it makes me really sad because I no. love that song. Anyway, th that's my parentheses. It ain't the end. Oh yeah, twenty twelve. <laughs> it ain't the end. That's my. That's that's my Perfect. like. I could have put that for guilty pleasure songs last week. That, that's uh, or two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it like I think a lot of that stuff is like, especially like that genre of music. I guess talking about hip hop. It's very like it's much more universal nowadays. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know, like everybody, like like you said, SoundCloud, like everybody is like dropping mixtapes nowadays. Like everybody's mm -hmm. trying to you know spit some rhymes over a track and then you know pitch it to some producers and like everybody says I'm a producer. Like I make beats. Like I know so many people that are like I make beats. Yeah. And like I guess back then, you know, I would even say like twenty, like even ten years ago, you know, and and prior to that, like it was just it wasn't as like it wasn't as collective as it is today. Like that was like, well, especially in the nineties. So like when those songs came out, you know, it was like a whole new thing. It was like only a certain, a select group of people were doing this and I love it. And it's something mm -hmm. different, but over time, like people are picking up on that, you know, and now, and so, and it, it comes to today where now like, you know, trendy hooks, you know, are kind of all that it takes. Yeah. You know, Definitely. maybe this is like too big of a, like topic question for the very end of the episode, but like, 
part of me wonders <laughs> with things with like hip hop because hip hop I think or rap hip hop however you classify it like I think two two years ago three years ago like overtook rock as the most sold genre and like rock became so oversaturated at a certain point that it ended up kind of dying like it became grunge sort of on its like last legs and then basically like fizzled out like it still exists but it's not nearly as popular mm. a genre i wonder if that is going to happen to hip-hop like because it's like been such a it's been a genre since like the 70s but it hasn't been popular quote-unquote to like the 90s and then now it's like mm-hmm. the most popular with everybody putting things out and then there's like hip-hop purists that are like the 90s and the 2000s are like the only good hip-hop now sucks like trap is bad because then it became like it became trap like trap is relatively new i guess but i wonder if it's gonna last and if so like how long because it feels like such a resilient genre i feel like we're approaching its peak which is like weird to say because like it's on the up still and we talked about this like last episode like it's fluidity and versatility kind of keeps it changing Mm -hmm. every time but rock was very it had its own identity and it was very kind of strict like if you play a song, you know it's a rock song. Like, you know what instruments are involved. You know the type of people performing that music. Right. But you look at, like, the XXL freshman list. Like, all those people make the same type of music. But, like, you can't just... Like, if you hear a hip-hop song, you're not like, oh, I can picture the artist. Sure, fair. Like, anyone can make it now. Like, it's much yeah. broader yeah. than I think rock ever was. And I think because of that, it's going to last longer. But that being said, because of how commercialized it's become... I feel like it's only a matter of time before it's, like, cringe, as we would call yeah, it now. Fair. Like before it's just kind of like, oh, that's the popular genre. Like, now I listen to punk or, you know, yeah. some goofy like that. I don't know. But, like, it's only, you know, a matter of time. I think it's pretty far down the road. But because of how much, like, the general public is just, like, accepting of this genre for the first time, that it's only – it's just becoming, like, the mainstream thing. Like, that is music now. That's what you hear on the radio. That's what you hear in, like, advertisements. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see, like, will its versatility make it last longer or will its, like, commercialization kind of, like, be its downfall? And I don't really know. I mean, we're not we're not even at its peak yet, yeah. so who's to say? And to go off of that, actually, yeah, to piggyback off of that, it's so cool because, like, music nowadays is so diverse. And, like, the mixing of genres is now, like, becoming such, like, a huge ass, a huge facet of, like, what sells commercially and, I guess, like, you know, just privately. I know there's a lot of like mixtures, like a lot of like nowadays, like you said, like it's hard to define. It's almost becoming hard to define what is hip hop because mm-hmm. like you're having all these different samples you have R&B samples, you have, you know, rock samples, you have jazz samples. And it, it's, I guess that also, I know it's a whole different conversation, but I guess it also goes with like technology and like the stuff you can now make, like the stuff, like the ability of the stuff that you can actually produce. But I think like hip hop in and of itself is like slowly fading. And it's becoming something that's like a much more like it's almost like they're all combined. It's like on um, it's like on Wreck-It Ralph. That's a bad example, but like where like the glitch like King Candy uh, like becomes like mixed with like the bug or whatever, and in the end he like becomes like everything. Yeah. So that's like kind of how I'm thinking of it. Like music is becoming like literally like <laughs> the King Candy. one like big. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's becoming like one like major. <laughs> it seems like it's becoming one major genre because I'll listen to a hip hop album. And I'd be like, oh, snap, it has some, like, soul roots in it. Like, it's not just hip-hop. Right. Like, I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, because I think rap and hip-hop is different. Yeah, you know? So, like, I think, I think like, you can rap over, like, a rock beat. Or, like, kind of like you were saying, Cam, like, it's so fluid. And music mm-hmm. is becoming, like, no rules. There's no boundaries anymore. And I think that's going to lead eventually to the end of, I guess, hip-hop. I guess hip-hop, I guess, since we're describing it. But, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I think it has its benefits, but, it, I mean, it also has its downfalls because now you're having people who are saying like hip-hop has died and you know and now there's trap and like you know there's there's so much like gray area around like what's trap what's hip-hop was trap soul you know mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i think it's i think it's kind of interesting how like the music scene is changing and like how the genre sense of like what sells nowadays is like slowly progressing yeah i never know whether to classify it as like rap or hip-hop because rap because i always want to say rap but rap to me is always like to me it's almost like saying like singing like it's just like a different vocal (laughs) cadence it's like and that's why i think it's so resilient of a genre compared to like kind of just reiterating a lot of what you guys said of like rock kind of was its own thing like obviously like it had its roots in like jazz and blues and stuff but like it wasn't like it was kind of its own thing and then grunge is sort of what it became 
so like that's sort of like a its own kind of thing but rap you can kind of yeah you can do it over a rock beat you can do it over a soul beat like comparing like dmx to don toliver is like two completely different fields like dmx is sort of like traditional hip-hop and don toliver like i wouldn't even consider a rapper at some points and even that like yeah, Lil Nas raps over a country beat, and like Amine, you could consider a rapper, and he raps on Limbo, but like it's also very clearly like yeah, soul inspired, like blues inspired. So I feel like it's so ever changing of a genre, and it's like hip hop, like traditional hip hop, like boom bap kind of like might be kind of dying. Like you can see it in a few artists. But it's also a completely different thing than trap is. Like trap is a totally new thing. But I feel like it's a, it's a more ever changing genre than like any genre in the past, other than like pop, because pop is just whatever is popular, I guess. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. And it's crazy to me because, like, the genres get resurrected so fast. Like you, there could be a song from like the fifties or sixties that hasn't been played in twenty years, and then you get like Doja Cat to sample it on a song. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, it's back. Like, everyone's aware yeah. of this song. And yeah. maybe that song gets played on its own. But, like, now it's a part of, like, 2020. Like, looking back on, like, the most popular song of 2020, there's a chance. You know, it's not a guarantee, but there's a good chance that this song that is sampled from, like, 50, 60 years ago is as popular today, if not more right. popular than when it came out. So, like, even though, like, certain genres and certain types of music can kind of fade out over time, and I think this is part of like, you know, anyone can make music now. Any kid who has an Apple computer can have GarageBand or can download, uh, you know, a software to make music and then put it on SoundCloud. So you get some kid whose parents listen like the Beatles and he's like, I would sound sick over this. <laughs> well, there we go. Now we have this kid rapping over a Beatles beat. Like, no has one there ever saw been that a Beatles made beat? That. Like a, like a well-known... Beatles sample? Not yet, but it's gotta happen soon. It has to happen soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I haven't not yeah, I, yeah. I I'm sure like someone too, people have like thought of that. Are they like too famous to do that? I feel like that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got it's gonna happen soon. It has to. Someone rapping over like a yellow submarine type beat. Dude, like, yellow oh, submarine. Man. <laughs> Dude, octopus's garden? Come on. Yes. <laughs> Pull out all the stops. Hold my hand and be perfect for a too. beat. <laughs> I think it's just, it's too well known that if someone did it, there's so many copyright issues. Because, like, that's the one problem that, like, probably holds certain genres back is, like, if it's too popular, like, in its heyday, there's got to be so many, like, copyright and usage laws surrounding it that, like, people are kind of, like, staying away from it because they don't want to go through I mean, Logic talked about that on his new album with Soul Food. Yeah. He, like, spent years trying to get that sample cleared. Yeah, true. And, like, you know, to anyone listening to it, they're like, oh, that's a cool sample. That sounds nice. But for Logic, that's, like, years of work and research trying to, like, get all the things cleared so he can't get sued for his song. Like, that's got to be a a nasty, very tedious process. Yeah. But I think, you know, as difficult as that is, it also can kind of revive certain genres. So I think it's kind of a give and take. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and like with that, like I think like the the sampling and the recycling of old music to like make new music is like interesting because it's like nothing is technically original anymore because you're having all these samples, all these same chord changes, like you've heard it all before, but it's like maybe a different hook. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. now all of a sudden songs are not as like you know personal or you know original. They're just like mainstream, you know. And so like everything almost sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we like to, for lack of better words, and. That's kind of, I mean, it's interesting, like you guys were saying about, like, it's interesting to see how it's, you know, what's going to happen in the future with, like, you know, originality and, like, what does it mean to, like, create something that's, you know, new? I mean, like you said, because anybody can put on, anybody can go on GarageBand, put a beat down and put, like, a synth over it, like a loop, Mm -hmm. and then, like, maybe rap over it and boom, you're an artist. Or you can say, like, I'm an artist, you know, and without having any musical talent. So, like, it's cool, but it's also, like... I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Right. It's an interesting like topic to like discuss because like with the hip hop thing, like hip hop is so like multifaceted that you can like take one element of hip hop and apply it to any genre. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess you can do that with like I, I I mean the equivalent to jazz would be like improvisation. Right. So like I could like play sax like over any beat technically, but I don't think it's as effective as like you know obviously rapping over something. You know, it's kind of so yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so it's kind of it's weird. This is a good round table on the history on the on the future of music. <laughs> <laughs>
three non-music historians talking about the history of music. <laughs> yeah, right. Where is today. music going? Qualified. As qualified. <laughs> three 20-year-old college students. <laughs> this is good, so though. Qualified. I feel like this is... I feel like we don't... I feel like one one song each per episode like works. Awesome. When is it coming out? This comes out on Mondays, so it should be like late Monday. My, oh, my, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited to hear it. I appreciate you guys like inviting me. Of course, me thank you for being on. Bro, thanks for dope. coming on the podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys will have to meet in person at soon. <laughs> when... yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what's next week's theme, Cam? What are we talking about next week? So next week's theme: your favorite songs that you hope no one else knows. So these are the okay. songs now that you whip out, so you can be like, I put my friends on this song. Like we're getting ah. kind of to the flex phase because we've done workout songs, we've done party songs. Everyone's in a good mood now. Everyone's getting a little adventurous. It's okay. like, have you heard this one though? And oh, so that's like the theme is like, what's your favorite song? But it's, it doesn't have to be underground per se, but like you're hoping that everyone else in the car hasn't heard it so yet. So this is like that's true unknowns basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. That sounds awesome. We get, we get to like flex on each other. We just bring like five exactly. songs. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, shoot. I'm... Take this, <laughs> you idiot. I'll say it now because I think I did this enough last time. I'm not going to do any FIFA songs. I've talked enough about FIFA songs. You did do a lot of FIFA songs. songs. I feel like all of mine. I won't do any more. Honestly, I've realized recently, like all of the newer songs that like nobody's heard of or like are more underground, I feel like I'm getting from TikTok. But... Mm-hmm. Or like yeah, I'm, TikTok, or like yeah. I'm hearing a song from TikTok and then like finding it through that. But then I, f- I figured out recently that like a lot of the songs that I really liked from like 2015 ish were recommended or like side recommended by Nathan Zed on Twitter. Like half of my like older music that I really like <laughs> is like this one oh, dude on Twitter who I liked like put me on <laughs> to like five different artists and a couple different albums. Um, like and subscribe. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, like and subscribe and bell. follow and smash the bell for um, notifications bell. Yep. every Monday, unless I'm late on editing. That may be a Tuesday, but uh, thank you for thank you for, for Jaren. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, thank you guys. Unfortunately, nobody reached out last week who listens to the podcast. Even though I said <laughs> if we know you reach out, so I'm gonna say again. <laughs> uh, I feel like most people that listen to this podcast know us personally. So if you do. Reach out because we want to know who listens to this. <laughs> if you don't know us personally, thank you for tuning in despite that. If fact. you don't know us personally, <laughs> honestly, oh yeah, despite that fact. If you don't know us personally, DM us, Casey.bomb, <laughs> or what is yours? Cameron M. Salmon? Uh, Cameron M. Salmon. Uh, on Instagram, Casey.bomb uh, on Instagram. Jaron Huggins. What, what's your social? It's just, it's just my name. Yep. Jaren Huggins. Huggins, so, uh... Awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. (laughs)